You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Girl, we run it, mother... Ladies night tonight. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, girls, girls. Okay, welcome, welcome into our Monday night football after show, After Buzz TV, your favorite after show network on the face of the planet. Uh, I am your host, Christina Kaplan. I'm joined by my girl. Hey guys, I am Steph Z. Yeah. Like I said, girls night. It is girls night. I feel like we didn't really make it clear last week that Kevin John is no longer going to be here. I know. We actually didn't say anything about that. Um, Last week was Kevin John's last show because he got a great opportunity. He's going to be a sports anchor in Little Rock, Arkansas. So we're so happy for him, but we miss him. Yeah, we totally miss him. I believe he'll call in every now and then um, to keep you guys, you know, you'll miss his charm, his obnoxiousness. I'm going to miss taking his mic. Yeah. I'm going to miss tearing apart the Niners because they're still terrible. I know. But, they um, are so bad. But yeah, so if you guys are wondering out there, uh, Kevin John will no longer be here, but we are going to have some other folks joining us. So we got some good stuff in store from you, some special guests. So it'll be fun. It will be. But, uh, yeah, tonight was, I wouldn't go so far as say fun. Uh, it was an interesting game. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was interesting. I honestly, like, you know, and I know everyone out there, you guys watch the game, so you know, so it's not like we're telling spoilers. The game's over on both coasts, but I kind of at the end wanted the Chiefs to come back. Like with yeah, the two point totally conversions did. and stuff, I was like, "Come on, make this a game!" Because as much as I love Aaron Rodgers and as much as I love Green Bay, it's it's again one of those teams that they're three and zero, and you're just like, "Okay, they're gonna win." Yeah, you know. And and I like, I want to see them challenge. I want to see them panic a little bit. I want to see, I want to see like the something. I want to see the the scaredness of the. You know, I just want to see more emotion out of them rather than we got this. Yeah, I mean. You saw no um, scaredness or fear or, um, I mean, at all from Aaron Rodgers all hmm. night because I felt like his offensive line did such a good job at protecting him. He really didn't have feel too much pressure the entire night, whereas on the other side of the ball... Alex Smith got sacked eight times. I know. I, mean, I know. Poor guy. Seriously. I mean, you look at the career of Alex Smith and it's like, man, I just want to give that guy a hug. I know. Like, he's so good. But it's like he kind of just got the, the short end of the stick a little bit. A hundred percent. Because they even talked about it a little bit. He and Aaron Rodgers came in at the same time. They were in the same draft class. He was right. drafted first. Aaron Rodgers drafted 24th. And, you know, he had a good first couple of seasons on the 49ers then he gets that concussion in comes Colin Kaepernick and it was kind of like his job was 
like he lost his job by no fault of his own. Right. You know? And honestly, you know, if I was the 49ers right now, I would be, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sold on Kaepernick. I feel like he's a little yeah. bit overrated. So the fact that if they would have stuck it out and gave Alex Smith another, and like waited for him or created a situation where when he was feeling better, he could come back. I wonder what the 49ers would look like now because they do have a better supporting cast. They do have a stronger offensive line. That, you know, Kaepernick seems to have more time to throw the ball. Yeah. Or to do something. The problem, the problem with the 49ers is that they aren't letting Kaepernick be Kaepernick, which is the same kind right. of issue that Washington was having with RG3. Right. They, they're not pocket passers. You know what I mean? They, they need to, to move. They need to run. They need to be mobile. They need to be free. But, you know, Kaepernick and RG3 were too, they were trying to get them to work into a system that they weren't comfortable in and that they would, that they don't excel in. And I think that's the issue for him there is if they kind of just let him go, like Aaron Rodgers, they let him go. He right. makes the right decisions nine yeah, times I, out of ten. I wouldn't trust Kaepernick's head no, game see, like that's Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the other issue is that they're two different players mentally as well right so it's like you're playing in the wrong system for your strength and mentally you're not really there right it's hard and that's why i'm saying that alex smith matchup as more of a pocket passer with what the 49ers offense has set up i feel like would have been a better situation for them in the long run but they got excited over this superstar quarterback that was making all kinds of things just happen and uh i'm not sure that they went with the right choice there yeah i i like alex smith a lot i think he is a good quarterback, but you're right. I think he just kind of, I don't even know how, I mean, obviously with, with the lack of protection, you're going to struggle as a quarterback. I get that. That's, you know, that's comes with the territory. So I think that his stat, I mean, well, he, let's see, he didn't even have that bad of stats. 20, well, I guess not that great. 24 of 40, 290 yards, one TD, one interception. Yeah. Um, but then, you know. But for the amount of times he got sacked, for the amount of times he had to scramble, for the amount of times he had to run with the ball, that's not too bad with what they're giving him to work with. Is what, right, you know what I right, mean? Right, like, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, but then it's like, then you look at the other side, Aaron Rodgers was 24 of 35, 330 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah. No interceptions. Which, by the way, I wrote this down, like, I know it's really unsafe, but as I was driving on the freeway Sweet. and I heard this great stat, um, where is it? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is 10 touchdowns and zero interceptions in the first three games. That has only been done ever in the history by Peyton Manning. Oh, so wow. they're the only two quarterbacks in NFL to have ever accomplished that, which is amazing. 10 yeah. TDs in three weeks is yeah. pretty crazy. And he had five in tonight's game yeah. alone, which is just outrageous. Yeah, I think this is the fourth game of his career where he's had five touchdowns. So yeah. that's pretty... Uh, but it is, and it's like you almost want him to have six. Like, you just... You cheer for him, but in the same sense, yeah. it doesn't make it as interesting as I want the game to be. Right, and... Um, where is my little... I hate this double-sided paper. I'm trying to find my notes. Okay, so Marcus Peters... Who was, who's on, um, the Chiefs? He, where is it? So he, week two against Denver, he had an interception return for a touchdown, 55 yards, and, um, he's a rookie. And these pregame notes were saying that if he would have had an interception at the Packer, at Packers, it would make him the first rookie since 1978 to intercept a pass in each of his team's first three games. 
So he must have had an interception in the first game as well. Um, so why I bring that up is because in my pregame storylines, one of the bullet points says, will Aaron Rodgers be Marcus Peters' next interception victim? Did you see no. one throw tonight by Aaron Rodgers that was like, ooh, almost, or or anything um, that wasn't a direct target to where he, where he was going? I mean, I saw, I think there was like one that didn't, it was like, ooh. It was like in the ground, you yeah. know, but, but, but no, not, he's just on target. Aaron Rodgers is so on point with his games this season and he just keeps getting better and better. And it is interesting that that stat that you read, the only other person that did it is Painting Manning because he is that level. Like, I feel like Aaron Rodgers, like, yes, Tom Brady's great quarterback. He's playing amazing this season. He has something to prove. He's pissed. I get it. But I still feel like Aaron Rodgers is a, a solid, like number one, number two pick of quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and I don't think that people give him that. Uh, well, at NFL Network, I know it's widely believed. Like everyone thinks he's the best quarterback yeah. in the league. Like there's no question. And I yeah. mean, tonight was a perfect example. And Gruden and Mike Tirico brought up this stat, um, or told the the audience this stat. A his release is. Point zero. I know that's right. <laughs> I, like, I like to call him. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, it, when he releases the ball, it's point zero three five seconds. Yeah. So his speed and accuracy, they said, is tremendous, like much better than it was last season. And if he's getting the ball out of his hand that quickly, the defense, you're, no matter how good that defense is, it's very hard to to yeah. get on top of him. You know what I mean? To get yeah. It's, and it's the same thing with Peyton Manning. I don't know if you saw the game last night, but it's like he had this one pass to the end zone. He knew what the defense was going to do before the defense knew what they were going to do. Right. Like it's just having that concise, getting it out, trusting yourself. That That's what makes great quarterbacks, and I do. I do think Aaron Rodgers is number one. Another thing that they were also saying tonight um, was about how Aaron Rodgers, he, he's always moving. Mm-hmm. And they they um brought up Joe Montana and how he was always moving. It was really interesting. They did like a split screen of both of them and how they always are just moving. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because not all quarterbacks do that. A lot of quarterbacks get on their heels, plant their feet, sit back and wait for the opportunity. Aaron Rodgers is just consistently moving. And again, that's what makes him so good. He can see it. He knows he's ready to go. He's like on his toes at any time, ready to go. Yeah, no, he is. And he's, he's fast and he's very mobile. And that's the issue for a lot of defenses yeah. is it's hard to tackle him to bring him down, and he actually had a couple of good runs on his own. Um, yeah, where is it? His rushing. He had, I mean, two two uh, attempts for sixteen yards. Not bad, but I mean, they came at at points where in the game where he didn't have any other options. And instead of throwing it away, he actually went for it, which right. is, I mean, with his injury, yeah, history is is. Gutsy, I guess. Yeah, um, that's a good word. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the other word. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah. Um, I think the problem with Peyton Manning, though, that I noticed, I was only able to watch the first half of the right. game last night. Um, you, his, rate, his age is really showing in his movement. There were a couple, yeah. there were a couple plays where he got out of the pocket and he looked great and he just shot a rocket to someone down the field. Most likely Demarius Thomas. He got somebody. Yeah. Um, targets last night but 
there was a couple moments where his like stutter step was a little like ooh, wobbly yeah. and you can just see kind of he makes up for it though he makes up with his he smarts does. his accuracy it's like you know i don't know would you rather have a quarterback that's a little bit sl- not that he's slow that's dramatic but like a little bit slower and as smart and as accurate and as consistent and confident as peyton manning or would you rather have someone who's younger and like can move more but doesn't really know what they're doing you yeah know? I no like i would any day of the week i'd pick peyton manning i would 100 percent agree with you on yeah. that i'm just saying i noticed yeah whereas you can see a tiny bit yeah he's 39 now he's i think 37 Oh, okay. Maybe 30. I don't know. He's he's getting very close to 40. Yeah. Um, Which is amazing that he's still playing at this level. Yeah. I mean, because in real life, non-sports world, 37 is not old. Right. You know what I mean? But in the sports world, that's crazy old. Super Especially old. when guys average three, four years. That's the average NFL right. season or life, so I feel to like speak. quarterbacks are always a little bit long. Like that, the quarterback average span, career span has to be a little bit longer than three, four yeah, years. Yeah, especially... Except like for Tim Tebow. Especially, well, yeah. If you're good and you're on a good team, yeah. meaning you don't get hit a lot, right. you're of course going to last much longer than guys that are getting hit. I mean... Right. I I should have looked it up before we started. I'd be interested to know. I bet you probably fantasy stats guru knows. Fantasy um, stats guru always knows. I want. I'm interested to know um, which quarterback has been sacked the most so far this season. Because I mean, eight sacks in one game is quite a lot for Alex Smith. I don't know how many um, sacks he's had in the first two weeks. Oh, that is interesting. I don't know that. You know what I mean, though. Like eight, eight is a lot. That's a lot. Uh, Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know if you in the beginning though. Alex Smith again. He, I feel like he's a little underrated. I get his situations aren't great, and you know I love the Chiefs. I've been a Chiefs fan as well, and I feel like. Alex Smith, again, I don't know if you saw, but he had this sick spin move. It's like you don't see quarterbacks throwing out spin moves, yeah. you know, when they're scrambling. And he's going for it, and he's sliding well. There was a, a time where he slid, and Jones and Thomas of the Packers actually hit each other and hurt each other, and he just, like, slid right underneath it. So he's got the awareness, and he's yeah. got it. I feel like he's got accuracy, too. So I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs are going to do pretty well this year. I think they have the potential. Yeah, or they have the potential. Yeah, and they, I mean, they have a, a relatively difficult schedule. They play the Bengals next, who are also 3-0. and They play the Bears. That's, that should be an easy win for them. And then they're at the Vikings. The Vikings have been on fire. I mean, they yeah. crushed the Chargers. Peterson's back. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, they go to a Steelers team with no Big Ben, and then they play the Lions, and then they have a bye. So, I mean, they have a... a a less than, I mean, a little bit of a more difficult schedule right? going into that bye week, but they have the weapons. I mean, Jamal Charles had three touchdowns tonight. Travis Kelsey didn't have as big of a game as he did um, Charles, no, the wait. first week. Did you see when Charles did the Lambo leap? Yeah. That was kind of awesome. Were, I was watching at a bar and people were like, why is he doing the Lambo leap? It was really like he found the two Chiefs fans that yeah. were right there and did it. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that's great. I really like that. I love Jamal Charles. I yeah. had him on my fantasy team two years ago. Two years ago or last year? Yeah, two years ago. Because last year I think he was injured for part of the season. I believe so, yeah. Um, And he just crushed. Like It was two years ago because last year I know my mom picked him up because I had him. The two years I love ago. that your mom plays fantasy I football know. with you. Oh, my whole family plays. That's awesome. But my mom mainly will have my brother like help her draft, and I was like, 
we were on vacation, family vacation, when she had her draft. And she's like, Evan, who do I pick? Who do I pick? I'm like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't ask your daughter who just works at NFL Network. I don't need to help you with your draft at all. Well, it's better for you then. You'll beat her. (laughs) No, well, we're not in the same. This was for her work league. Oh, okay, okay. But um, And my brother's one, when it comes to fantasy, he tries to go for these crazy, like, Win big or go uh, home situation. No, like, not underdog, but oh. um, kind of like these guys that are like, oh, they could have a breakout season or not. Like, un- like the unknown players. He tries to pick up. <laughs> I know. But sometimes he- he's like, oh, yeah, this guy's so good, so good. And I'm like, okay, Evan. And then this the guy sucks. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sure on. he picks one, one, you know, rose in the bush every time. Yeah, like, no, I'm he, sure he like, was all about Allen Robinson last there season. There you go. Last season he had an okay season. This year he's crushing it so yeah. far. I have him on my team this year. But um yeah, it's just funny. So my mom has Travis Kelsey, so she's amped on that first week performance by him. Right. But yeah, so he uh he did all right tonight. Where were her where were her stats? Um you Yeah. I um you know, it, it's interesting too because you know, one of the big things that we talked about earlier leading up to this you know, not to this game, but leading up to the season is this preseason and all this talk that was around preseason with the Packers not going to have Jordy Nelson because he got hurt. And do we have less preseason games? And these guys, there's a lot more injuries this season, I feel like, than the beginning of last season. And it's, but again, it's like the Packers don't seem to be, I'm sure they'd be doing even better if he was there and not taking anything away from him, but they don't seem to be missing him. They're connecting, they're finding their plays. And it's just, you can like plug anyone in there. And I feel like because Aaron Rodgers is doing what he's doing, as long as they run the routes and focus on their little part, Aaron Rodgers makes it happen. Well, yeah, they don't seem to be affected by Jordy Nelson's loss at all. Yeah. I mean, you have James Jones. Right. Going seven, seven receptions for 139 yards and a touchdown. That's James funny. Jones, yeah. who had, who was like a, like zero horrible player last season had, didn't, was no, of no value whatsoever. I mean, that's a little, I'm exaggerating a little well, bit. That's but, a little harsh. But you but know yeah. what I mean? No, like, I get what you're saying. He wasn't guys, a standout player. Right. But that's the other thing too is it's like, Eric Deckers is doing well on the Jets, but. Yeah. Well, when he was right on, yeah, yeah, but when he was playing with Peyton Manning, he, Peyton Manning makes guys better. Aaron Rodgers makes guys better. I guess you know what I mean. So, Aaron Rodgers is making these receivers look like superstars, and they may not be on another team. That just goes to show how great he is. I'm not taking anything away from James Jones. He's having an amazing season. Right, I know what you mean. But I know what you mean. yeah, I mean, even, in every... but even James Starks um, is having right. a great season as well, and that yeah. doesn't really matter too much as far as the quarterback goes. Um, well, it's interesting though that quarterback receiver relationship because when you say someone like Eric Decker, yes. You know, Peyton Manning made Eric Decker better, but because Eric Decker was what he was, he even made, I mean, even last year, Geno Smith better a little bit, you know, yeah. and Brandon Marshall with the Jets makes Fitzpatrick better. So right. it is, I feel like it's either, it either goes one way or the other. And Aaron Rodgers, when you have quarterbacks like that, it's always them helping the receivers. Right. So, but it's really, uh, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is on fire. Yeah. I, I'm really, and their schedule is not, I mean, they got the Bears. And then the Seahawks. Oh wait, no, they got the 49ers, which is which will be an easy win. Yeah, the Rams, <laughs> the Chargers, and a bye. I don't know. I the could, Rams will probably be the most difficult game for them in those three games. I could see them going six and zero into the bye. 
Yeah, I mean, I really would not be surprised at all. Yeah. Their team, their team looked flawless tonight. The defense, their defense was on fire. Insane. Yeah. What I should have wrote it down. I meant to write down their defensive coordinator. They talked about him all night. Um, oh, I that he changed up, he changed something up with the defense and it was clearly effective because they were playing amazing. They had lots of different, like, creative blitzes going too. Yes. Yeah. And then what was it? Who was it? Shields had the interception. Yes, Shields had an interception. Yeah, and he ran it back for... So, yeah, Alex Smith threw that interception in double coverage. And he threw it, he threw it short. I know he was under pressure, but he threw it short and into double coverage. It was almost like an easy get for the, the Packers. Yeah. But Shields ran it back for quite a few. And not even that, when you saw Shields grab that pass, he like twisted behind him to get it and the yeah. amount of athleticism that you see in him he literally his momentum was going one way he twisted behind him to get it and then he changed his momentum to run forward yeah. you know and he almost had a pick six but that just shows how amped up these guys are and they're ready to play yeah 100 percent um i i think that was the most impressive thing for me tonight that was in good the yeah, game bye. i thought that no i just mean the green bay defense uh, as a whole I was impressed by their performance tonight yeah. because the Chiefs do have a lot of off- offensive weapons. Right. Maybe their defense is a little suspect. Maybe their O-line is not so great, but they still have guys out there that you need to watch. You need to, to stop, like Jamal right. Charles, obviously. They didn't stop him fully because he had three touchdowns tonight. Right. But um, I think, where is it? Yeah, I don't have the numbers on the run defense, but I think I think that is the Packers defense Achilles heel is they're not so great at stopping the run. So right. if Jamal Charles can score three times on you guys, then what happens when you go up against? Um, I mean, they already played the Seahawks, Seahawks. I guess it's just I don't know. They're not really they don't play the Vikings until week eleven. That's probably the next. Right, you know, Big powerful running rushing. back right. that you need to stop because that's what Jamal Charles is. You yeah. know, even though his team's maybe not the best, like he's still a, a power running back. It'll be interesting when the Packers play the Broncos. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good game, and it'll be right off the bye for the Packers. So if they need to make any adjustments, they'll be able to, but they'll also have not be in the momentum of winning and winning and winning. Right. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Another thing that I actually found interesting and cool is that um they were saying that mike mccarthy is not afraid to play his rookies i think he played about four rookies tonight including ty montgomery who scored that first touchdown which i think is great because a lot of guys i feel like a lot of times rookies are just okay we'll we'll throw you in maybe on like the third down give you like a A shot to just Yeah. yeah one play but he was just throwing these guys in full force on defense and offense and just, you know, give trusting in them even though they're rookies. And and I know that's how it should be, but it's not for right, a lot of right, places. Right. So I thought that was uh, interesting and, and pretty cool on his end. But, um, yeah, I don't know. No, I thought that was cool. I mean, I feel like for me, the quarterbacks stood out a lot in this game. I mean, Aaron yes. Rodgers was just on point. 
Um, Alex Smith, again, that spin move, his mobility, his determination, like whatever they gave him, he was trying to make the best of the situation and he was successful for the most part, I yeah. think. Uh, I mean, like, yes, he got sacked eight times and that's not always his fault. And he, it's not like he gets sacked and gives up the ball and like he doesn't play, you know, he plays smart football. So even with, with what he's given. Um, so again, I did like the quarterbacks. I just, I mean, you don't see two good quarterbacks. You know, I feel like sometimes it's so unbalanced and I feel like it was somewhat balanced with what the quarterbacks were trying to do. Of course, Aaron Rodgers was, you know, doing it a lot better or, you know, but I feel yeah. like the way that they were playing was similar styles, I guess. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that if, if um, the Chiefs were able to offer Alex Smith a little bit more protection, it would have been a much more interesting game because already right. they cut that that you know lead down to only ten, and they really, I mean, they could have, they should have. I, in my opinion, I thought they should have taken that two point conversion and then tried to do the onside kick to score another touchdown for and a two point conversion instead of going for the touchdown then trying to get the um or what what did they end. No, they oh, did go so, for yeah, the two-point conversion. They didn't get oh, it. Oh, they didn't? That's what happened? Yeah, they didn't get oh. it. So they, See, I was driving, so yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah, they didn't get it, and so that was what happened. But I okay. think that's exactly what their plan was, because then it would have made it 38-30, and right. then they would and have had then, an onside kick, and they would have hopefully got, you know, to get eight points again. To right, get a touchdown you're right, two because point. then it ended up being a 10-point um, yeah. deficit. So we have to make a mention that the Chiefs finally threw a touchdown to the wide receiver. It was 21 straight games without yes. a receiving touchdown. Finally, Jeremy Macklin right. caught a touchdown to end that streak. Jeremy Macklin is kind of amazing. Did you see that one catch? It was it was probably like a 30-yard play, and he was bobbling it. The amount of focus in the pouring rain when you're losing at Lambeau to catch that ball is amazing. Some of these guys, I mean, like, I know we come here and we, like, you know, say the bad and we sometimes rip people apart and what we see on TV, but like these guys and what they do and how they focus, it's laser focused in conditions like that. You're cold, it's raining, you're at the opposing team stadium, you're losing and you can make a play like that. That's insane. Yeah, totally. I mean, it still blows me. A lot of people that maybe don't, are not super big sports fans or football fans in general, don't really appreciate Right. How difficult some of those catches that these guys make are. I mean, obviously everyone appreciates the Odell Beckham one hand type catches. Right. Because those are outrageous. But even Demarius Thomas had a catch last night that I was like, damn, like, that was a great catch and he held on to it and ran it in for a touchdown. So it's, I agree with you. I think Jeremy Macklin is very talented and it's interesting because they didn't really get him involved in the game till late in that game. Right. He wasn't doing anything, and then he exploded. He ended up with, I think, 141 yards or, and a touchdown or something like that. But, um, yeah, I think he's great, and I think the Eagles, I don't really know why. I mean, actually, I do know why. Chip Kelly got rid of anyone that was any caused any sort right. of friction in the locker room so clearly he must have but yeah i think he's a great really talented guy he's still super young so yeah he's got a chance to really blow up for this offense and become you know their t- i mean i guess he probably is he is their number one receiver i would think so yeah. and you could tell that alex smith kept it was targeting him most of the time yeah. 
So I feel like he is, you know, the guy for Alex Smith right now. Yeah, let's see how many targets he had. Eight, he had well, he had eight receptions for 141 yards, 11 yeah. targets. Yeah, I mean, he Travis Kelsey had 10 targets, six receptions for 80 yards. So, I mean, that's a good game in anyone's book, but not as great as his first uh, first mm-hmm. week one. When I what did he have? Eight receptions? Or no. I don't know. They don't have it on here. But well, anyways, yeah. You know, it was interesting, too. I mean, I feel like, you know, we can't go without mentioning the Chiefs defense a little bit. Like, Houston, some of those yeah. guys, you know. And the, the thing that was kind of amazing for me was – I don't, I don't remember when it was. I think it was in the second quarter and Aaron, it was after a whistle and Aaron Rodgers and Houston, like, were looking at each other and talking and laughing. And again, it's like to show that sportsmanship, you know, to be able to be, it's when the whistle blows, you're going and you're gunning for the other team and you want to win. But as soon as it, to be able to laugh and stuff, it just, it shows a lot of character. And yeah, those are always fun little tidbits to see. Totally. And Justin Houston had, had before this game two, well, I guess still two sacks on, uh, in the year. Right. Um, so he, in the last, in week two, it was his 12th multi-sack game since 2012. Right. Only JJ Watt has more with 15. So, but he didn't have any sacks tonight. Right. Um, four tackles, one tackle for loss. Sorry, my hair tickling me. Um, but yeah, like they have, the, the Chiefs have a couple of, of strong defensive pieces. Yeah. Their defense isn't horrible. No, but... it's only the third year under their coach, so I feel like, you know, I don't know, Andy Reid. I don't know. I feel like he's getting it together over there, and I feel like I feel like that you can't knock out the Chiefs this season. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not, you know, betting on that right at the current moment. But I feel like there's a lot of potential with that team, and you could you could see you see little pieces of the puzzle, and you're like, oh wait, this one just needs to fit a little bit more with this one, and then holy crap, that's gonna be a good puzzle. Yeah. So. No, I agree. I think you definitely don't want to count them out. They're not off to a great start at one and two, but yeah. it's not. It's better but than the and three. Who, yeah. Who's zero and three? We have Baltimore, Detroit, Chicago, and New Orleans are still zero and three. Yeah, New Orleans. Wow. I know it's actually kind of a, a few surprising teams like Balt, like the Ravens. I mean, obviously Terrell Suggs was a huge loss for them. Yeah, and who's three and zero? The Bengals, Pats, Cincy, Denver. Green Bay, Atlanta, Carolina, and Arizona. Um, and Cincinnati. Yeah, I said Cincinnati. Oh, did you? Oh, you said Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. no, there's quite I a mean, few. I mean, talk talk about a force to be reckoned with. AJ Green is insane. Um, I know. He's he's so good. I mean, there's a quite a few young guys. Okay, so Julio Jones, AJ Green, Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Like, these guys are insane. Unreal. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, it's game-changing to what the game was like 10 years ago watching what some of these guys are doing. Yeah. It's insane. It's really entertaining to watch, though. I know. It is. It really has become the age of the receiver. And, yes, powerful backs are still very important, but you're seeing it with these guys that are having monster games. But it's interesting because a year – I feel like a year or two years ago, it was more of – the Kaepernick, the RG3 quarterback, yeah, the not the pocket pit. Right, and I totally. feel like that came and went really quickly. And now it's back to the long ball, big throws, stuff. You know, that's what it went very quickly back. Yeah. Or the little short pitches. Like, yeah. And then getting it's in the hole. It's either short yeah. or long. It's not the quarterback trying yeah, to, you know. Yeah, you definitely, the mobile quarterbacks have, I think there's not as many at least and maybe it's just it's a it's a college game that doesn't exactly translate to the NFL I think yeah 
Yeah, I mean, you still see Cam Newton. You still see Russell yeah. Wilson scramble all the time. They're, but those but two quarterbacks the top, can, yeah, they they are, can, they can pass too. Exactly. The ones that only have that, they're not successful. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and even Aaron Rodgers is really just the perfect example of what you want in a quarterback because he can scramble. He can get out of the pocket, make the, keep the play alive, run if he needs to, pitch the ball off if he needs to. Or, you know, he also has great pocket presence as well, and he can stay in the pocket, look down the field, get get a pass open. So he's just very – he can do everything that you need, obviously, right. in a quarterback. I mean, yeah. he's the best one in the league. So I'm with you on that one. really ask for much more. No. Um, next week – we have. Was there anything else about this game that you wanted to touch on? I mean, no. I feel like, I feel like we you know Clay Matthews two sacks. I mean, he was he's always there flexing, yeah. you know. But um, I feel like yeah, Rogers to Cobb. I mean, it was just there's a lot going on. There's a lot clicking. Actually, with them. the last thing I did want to mention, which I think is interesting with the loss or the lack of Jordy Nelson, is the uh, the. Green Bay is lining up on a three receiver set. Yes. Where two of the receivers are lead, the lead blockers and then Aaron Rodgers will just throw a little quick throw to the third one. And so you, you really got to see and Tariko and Gruden made a mention of it that their receivers are great blockers. Yes. And it makes such a big difference. It does. So they, uh, they were saying that Green Bay is one of the better blocking teams on the perimeter of, in the whole league and you, I mean, I you saw that. that. Totally. Yeah, totally. So I thought that was interesting, um, the, the way they lined up. And I, and then the Chiefs lined up a cup, I think it was a, they lined up in a four receiver set where Travis Kelsey, they even did. though he's, he's a tight end, was lining up as a receiver. Yeah. So interesting lineups. There weren't any, uh, ineligible receivers like no. the Pats try to no, no, run no, on no, everyone. No <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. Last night I saw something that I saw for the first time was, uh, on a field goal, I believe it was seven guys on one side. Did you see that play? No. The Broncos games. It was like an illegal formation because where the center of the ball is, you can't have more than six guys lined up on the line, and there was seven guys lined up. Hmm. So he missed the kick, and he got to kick again. Interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. Hmm. It's a lot of little little things like that, and the refs, man, they're kind of on point. I mean, I don't know. There's maybe a little bit more flags than necessary. Yeah, like, the I wanna... average is 15 uh, penalties that per game. Are... What did they say? Decline or accept, 15 accepted penalties has been the average so far since we started. Is that this a, season. that's a higher statistic yes, than last year? Yes, much higher than Do you know last what last year. year's was? I don't no. know. Okay. But, but yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I feel like it's apparent. They've and changed I, a lot. They're trying yeah. to make the game safer. And so I get it. I know? get it too. Sometimes it just doesn't translate in the plays that they're calling or the yeah. flags they're throwing. But you know, I get it. They, they're, they got their rules and they got their notes and, what they need to do. I almost feel like there's a quota for flags. Yeah. They have to, like, they get a bonus whoever throws the most flags. I don't know. Maybe. More commercial time. Who knows? So, um, next okay. week we got the Lions versus the Seahawks. Yeah, which at the beginning of the season I thought was going to be a great matchup, and now I'm not thinking so much. The Lions are just... They're not looking good. They're not looking good, but I feel like Stafford, and I know you love him. I do. He, um... You know, like last night again, it's, it's, it's so close. 
and he it's has so cool. The, it's like they beat themselves in a way. Yeah, he you know? has so many weapons. Obviously, yeah. Megatron. Megatron hasn't really done anything no. this season so and far. And they were talking like Andrew Stafford. He's the next generation of quarterbacks. He, they should him and his team. He should be leading his team to wins yeah. in those situations. And he's not. So, and again, it's only third week in. Still time for adjustments, but they need to get it together. But in the same sense, the Seahawks aren't awesome right no. now either. So. Maybe it will be a good game because they'll both come too. I don't know. I feel like Monday Night Football, you got that extra day in to like regroup. The only problem is that it's in Seattle. So that's the only issue that they're going to face. Yeah, but I feel like Detroit and Detroit fans and Detroit Stadium can be pretty loud too. I mean, I get it. 12th man is 12th man. It's above and beyond any other stadium, I believe. But um, I don't know. I don't feel like the Lions, I I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Who are you going to pick? Um, I'm going with the Seahawks. I mean, I feel like you can't really yeah. count Even though Beast Mode's got like a hamming injury right now, you yeah. think he'll be playing, he'll be better? Um, I think so. Yeah. I, I don't know, though, because they always try to play it off like it's no big deal when really it could be a huge deal. So we'll see, I guess. But You know, that's, that's the most interesting, again, you know, me being a Jets fan this weekend, we lost to the Eagles, but it was interesting because a lot of the, like they said Chris Ivory was going to play and he didn't play at all. Yeah. So I wonder really sometimes if what they say of how injured people are is just part of the strategy to figure out how the other team will prepare. Well, tonight was a perfect example because yeah. leading up to tonight, you, nobody had any idea if Eddie Lacy was actually going to play. Right, and he and looked then, not hurt at all. Yeah. He was, I mean, on, he did, he was amazing. He did split the carries pretty evenly with right. James Starks, but I think that was just a precaution. But yeah, he looked like he was fine. 100%, yeah. He, he was like, like diving over guys, so like he was going leaping insane. over yeah. people. I was like, okay, bro, slow down. Yeah, I got you on fine. my team. I don't yeah. want you to get hurt for real right um but yeah so all right who are you gonna pick then Steph? i'll go with the lions keep it interesting oh we'll see okay all right well you're not gonna be here next week because where are you gonna be i am going to london to watch the jets dolphins game at wembley stadium that is happening on my birthday this sunday october 4th so you guys out there i know you probably don't like my jets but just on sunday root for the jets our game will be over before yours even starts we play at 9.30 Eastern time, 6.30 Western time. So just, you know, before you go to bed Saturday night, just think green for me. You know I will. I know you will. And I'll also be texting you happy birthday. I love it. I love I'll it. I'll be up at 6.30 watching the game. There it is. Just for you. I love it. I love <laughs> it. But yeah, I'm going to go Lions. I think it's, and, I, and I'm going to go that it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I hope not. I hope not. Well, we forgot to say it in the beginning of the episode, but tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Oh, yeah, you guys. Uh, thanks so much for watching, and you guys can find me. Keep the conversation going at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. Go Jets. Yeah, go Jets. And you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tina Cap, and we will be here. Well, I will be here next week to have another Monday Night Football. And she won't be alone. Don't worry. We've got something be. good in store for you guys. Oh, yeah. See you later. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.